Welcome back to the All in the Homeschool Day podcast. In the last episode, I shared with you six lessons that I've learned in our homeschool journey in the 14 years that we've been homeschooling. And at the end, I kind of posed the question, what would I have done differently? And so today I want to pull back the curtain and let you into my thought processes about that. When I was thinking about what would we have done differently, it was actually a little difficult to think about what I would have done differently. Um, I've been really pleased with our homeschool experience, with the um, outcomes, with my senior who graduated this year, and with my other daughter who is going to be a sophomore in high school this coming year. Yes, there's things that could have been better, but overall, I think it's been great. So here are a few things that I think I would have done differently. I would have found ways to enforce deadlines better. Um, Homeschooling has been so great in that we could be flexible. And when they were younger, that was a lot easier to do. But as they've gotten older and trying to look at having them get assignments done at specific times and having it figured out what um, the, uh, the, the consequence of not getting those done would be and how we would enforce that, having that identified would have been uh, really helpful. It took us a while to figure that out. And I think it's different for each child. What is the motivator? Um, what is going to align with your vision, with your expectations, and your philosophy of education? So there's there's not a one-size-fits-all solution to that answer, but I would have tried to find our solution sooner. Another thing that I would have done differently that it goes along with the sooner concept is enlisted help sooner. We have uh, cultivated a support network for us, for my husband and I, and for our daughters. It's taken us time to do that. And that those um, that support network has included mentors, a group program for me as we were moving into the high school years, counselors, tutors, coaches, both for them and for me. And those resources are not always so easy to find. Sometimes it's word of mouth. Sometimes it's stumbling upon them. But And I think, honestly, I didn't know about some of those resources initially. And I'll be honest, there was some hesitation because of the perception that I had with asking for help, and specifically in some of these circumstances. But having that help alleviated a lot of stress. It provided support in areas where I wasn't as strong. And it allowed my children to receive help from other people. And what they were learning reinforced what I had been teaching them they also got to hear it in a different way, which is a good thing. So I would have asked for help sooner. I also would have uh, um, learned how to allow my children to live out their values without feeling like mine were being attacked. There were times that what was important to my children was not what was important to me and vice versa. And 
in the greater scheme of things, neither response made that big of a difference on the outcome of their learning or honestly towards the mission or the why of why we homeschool. So when it didn't really matter, why did I hold on so long? And it's because I didn't realize that my core values were different than theirs. And so I felt like I was being attacked. I would have learned more about myself sooner. I would have learned about what's important to me as a person, about what my strengths are, about how I view the world so that I would then be able to take a bigger, take a step back and see the bigger picture instead of getting caught up in all of the details. This one is very specific, but I would have stuck with one math program longer. We had a hard time finding a good fit for our math. And there are lots of great programs out there, but part of it was finding a good fit for my children. And I think I probably would have stuck with one program a little longer so that we weren't switching because that created some chaos and some confusion. I also would have worked to identify their unique challenges sooner. Um, My daughters have learning disabilities kind of on both ends of the spectrum. We have dyslexia and dysgraphia, as well as some executive function challenges, anxiety. All of those things come into play when we think about their academics. I didn't want them labeled though. I didn't want them to go into a situation and be thinking, oh, well, I can't do this because I have dyslexia. I can't do this because, and that, I was afraid that that would happen, but that's not been the case. When we had some formal diagnoses, we were able to find the right resources. We were able to sometimes find help through a counselor or a coach in a way that helped them to embrace who they are, including all of their challenges, and find their way forward. They were able to accept and say, oh, I'm not weird. It's not like I don't feel so bad because I'm different. This is the way that I am. So had I had a different perspective on labels, I think that would have allowed us to accurately diagnose them sooner so that we could meet them where they were. Now, what you might notice about that list is that most were not related to academics. One was related to a specific academic subject, and some of the others were remotely related to academics, but most of them were more about character and life skills and learning about myself. It wasn't even all about my children. I'm sure that we'll find other things we'd wish we'd done differently, especially as my oldest is going to college next year and she'll come back, I'm sure, and say, you know what would have been helpful? But I think she'll also come back and say, you know what was pivotal? And so there are things that I've been able to instill in them, to teach them, to help them see that will carry them through. 
And I know that I have given them the tools that will allow them to be able to learn what they need to learn whenever they need to learn it. That was one of our goals, was that we taught them how to learn so that they're not dependent on us because we will miss something. Traditional school settings miss something too. You just, you cannot teach a child every single thing that they need to know. Everybody misses something. So as we reflect back on our experience, overall, all of us are really pleased with where we've landed. And yeah, we would have changed some things, but you know, you can't go back and say, well, I failed because I didn't do that. No, we were successful and God will redeem what we maybe missed. There've been a few things that have helped us in this journey. Having a mentors has been super helpful because they were able to see from a bigger, broader perspective when we did need to change things. Having a support group was really helpful so I could hear from others to know that I wasn't the only one experiencing certain situations and I could hear their experience that I could bring it into what we're doing. Assessing our progress each year and adjusting as we went was helpful. So there probably would have been more things that I would have had on that list had I just kept moving forward and said, okay, we're moving on to the next year. We're going to do these things. But instead, I stop at the end of each term and at the end of the year and assess before we move on what's working, what do we need to change And how are we living out our homeschool and family mission statements so that we are homeschooling intentionally? Which brings me to having a mission statement. Knowing your why is super helpful so that you can plan lessons, plan your curriculum, your um, extracurricular activities in a way that aligns with your mission statement. So you can then look back at the end of your homeschooling journey and say, yes, we've accomplished our mission statement. We may have done a few things differently, but we've accomplished our mission statement. And I think what has been probably the most helpful is acknowledging that we will miss something and that I know I am not providing a perfect educational experience for my children. There's no such thing. So knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect and that I'm doing the best I can and that God is equipping me for each step of the journey has allowed me to take off some of the stress, take off some of the expectations, and just show up as who I am. So my question to you is, what support do you need so that you, when you have questions or problems, you have someone that you can turn to. As you think about that, if homeschool coaching would help you overcome your hurdles, I would love to chat about it. You can schedule a free discovery call at triumphantlearning.com forward slash booking calendar. And we can chat about uh, where you are in your homeschool journey, what challenges you're facing, and how you can make a plan to get to your destination. Thanks for joining me on the Purposeful Impact Podcast. I pray that today's episode blessed you and that you found encouragement and practical tips. If so, would you share this episode with someone else so that they can be blessed too? 
I'd also appreciate it if you would take 30 seconds and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. Leaving a review helps other homeschool parents find the podcast and know if it's a good fit for them. Thanks so much for helping to spread the word.